You spent 95 days in space. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Um, oh, you know, you know about the aliens too? Ever seen anything weird in space? Is there some sort of NASA protocol? I'm curious, like the aliens land, you know, in New York City tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, all right, let me see your leader. Is there like some sort of protocol in place? Like, all right, this is code red. This is what we're doing. No, the clarify the earth is not flat. I've, I've been around it. Yeah. I flew around it, right? <laughs> Being in space and just watching the earth from above for the first time, I imagine insane. Can you draw a spiral in space? Easy. That, Actually, that space oh, lawyers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So like the, 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 the easiest way to fake it convincingly in 1969 is to fly to the moon and shoot it. Jesus feels it drops inside the 10, down to the 5. The Harvard sideline, he's across the 30 to the 40. He's able to fend off the defender and bring in the game's first touchdown. Yeah, so what is that podcast called? It's called like Momentum. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Momentum. We've got a special guest here, man. I'm really excited. We've got a Garrett Reisman. Yep. I was just telling these guys, this is the most excited I've been <laughs> to record a podcast. Very excited. I think this is what, 28, 29? 28? Depends yeah, on when we record it so. or post it, rather. And um, man, just thank you so much for, for spending the time with us yeah. here. No, thank it's my coming. pleasure. My pleasure. You guys should get some better guests if this is the most excited you've been. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come well, on. See, OJ and I are really excited and like, just in terms of space, like yep. we, we talk about this all stuff. the time Cons- at the house, conspiracy theories, yep. um, <laughs> parallel universes, yep. simulation oh, theory, yep. uh, aliens, yep. all that stuff. Um, oh, you know, you know about the aliens too. Yeah, uh, we heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're gonna get into all those. I questions. can tell how, as soon as I walked up and I saw you guys in the outfits, I oh, knew. No. This is going to be special. We're going to get into those questions. Believe me. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was first introduced to you with uh, the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, that, that was, was really cool. You guys got into some really cool topics. Yeah, we had um, a good time doing that. That was, that was an interesting experience. How was that? That was this old studio up in the Valley, right? That's right. Yeah, and it, it was this massive complex. You, you drive up on the outside, and it looked like some kind of like warehouse or something, like an Amazon delivery center or something. And then you go on the inside, and it was... Divided up into like different areas. He had this massive gym, which was the most impressive home gym I've ever seen. Wow! Uh, just like a like it, like probably like the, uh, the the quality of like that you guys are used to. I Is mean, there a living space? So he, not, just, he just lives there. Just he doesn't. No, no. It, it's just as like it's his man cave. Yeah. He doesn't live That's there. That's so cool. And he had a, a garage area, and he had these incredible vehicles. He had this. Uh, he had a a, um, a classic Corvette that was spotless. Oh my god. Uh, he had he drove in, in in a Range Rover, and then he had uh, a 911, one of the rare models. That, it was just, and he had this Bronco that was completely redone with um, a turbocharged fuel injected engine. Oh wow! Uh, just uh, he had. A, he's really having a good time. Impressive <laughs> toys, yeah. It's like every man's dream. Yeah. He's got he's the, having a good time. Uh, like the cryotherapy, I believe he's got there. He does I, like I his, didn't see that, his but bow hunting. He's got his, yeah, he's got the archery. Does he have range. a ring? Yeah. Oh, he likes the UFC ring. Oh, yeah. He does like the probably, rolling probably, sessions. Yeah. And There's no hexagon. No, oh. no ring. Yeah, no. But, but he had a bar, which is no. pretty what? cool. Yeah. There's a bar in there? Oh, yeah. podcast and a gym. And actually, and, and his security detail were all ex-Special Forces guys, all these uh, SEALs and stuff. They were like... Legit. Yeah, he had some real legit security. He wow. didn't want to mess with those guys. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, all right, let's get into it. So let's go. You spent <laughs> you spent ninety five days in space. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. So you, I heard you on the podcast. You were saying it's one percent bone loss per month in space, as far as like the previous methods of, of training that you guys mm-hmm. had up there. How was it like when you got back in terms of like rehabbing and getting back to that? Um, I guess it, it's a lot different, but my ACL and then my, my <laughs> leg is, is very weak. So I'm, I'm just curious. I'm going through that similar process. It, it's not, it's not altogether different, really. It's kind of similar from rehabbing from a sports injury. Yeah. And, and, and we did lose about 1% of our bone density per month in the old days, but we're, we're better than that now. So we've gotten more effective countermeasures, which I can, I can explain. It's really, it's basically resistive exercise, which is the countermeasure. Huh. And we've gotten better at that. So now people are coming back without losing anything at all. Wow. Um, so we've really kind of figured that one out. Is that just in terms of bone density or muscle mass as well? Uh, both. As I've both. heard there's a big thing where when you go up to space, you lose all the muscle mass in your legs. Yeah. Because the gravity yeah. here pulls you down to the ground, right? Well, it's, 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 really, every day. it's really kind of the same thing will happen to you if you go on extended bed rest. Uh-huh. Right? So if you like, 
just lie in bed for months. The same thing will happen. Legs wear away. It's not. It's not the lack of gravity. It's just the fact that you're not using your your legs. Mm-hmm. Really don't do anything for you when you're up there because you're floating all the time. <laughs> so he's like, oh, nice. you don't crazy. even walk up stairs. You don't even walk, right? That's I mean, you just so, using your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So so your upper body does okay, but you lose a lot of muscle and bone from your hip and from uh, your ankle and 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 basically your lower body is not. It's just along for the ride. That's crazy. Yeah. You get taller too, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the whole reason <laughs> I signed that? Let's go. That's the whole reason I signed up for the job. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. I, I measured it. So I, I grew really? I grew an inch. You grew an inch? Yeah. Whoa. And it's like, space. it's permanent? Like it stays like that? No. Oh, it goes back? That was cruel. So come home. Yeah, I was all excited about that. So my <laughs> wife is about pretty close, exactly the same height as me. Yeah. So within a few hours of landing, we went back to back and I was right back. You know, we were the same again. Within a few hours? Is yeah. that quick? I thought uh, I had her. I thought I thought I was going to tower over her, you know? How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, within a few hours, it was all gone. All right. I'm interested in knowing. Like, could you tell us about your story? How does one get into becoming an astronaut? Like, did you grow up and you were like, yo, I know I want to go to space. <laughs> I can't wait. The kids play with a, the spaceship yeah. <clears throat> man or whatever. Well, I, I was always into the space thing, you know? And I watched all, all these movies of the Apollo missions and I was really into the whole the whole space exploration stuff but i never thought it, it was going to happen to me when i was a kid because i had this mom who's like scared of flying and and i don't yeah. mean like like flying in like a f-16 i mean like flying on united all right <laughs> doesn't like trans- air transport no she's scared she's scared she's scared uh, uh, and so um the thought that she was going to let me like become a test pilot oh sure was like it was not going to happen yeah. so and at the time, like during Apollo, it was almost all test pilots. So it was much later, it was when I was an undergrad, that uh, I kind of, when I was about your age, I realized that, uh, hey, uh, I saw some bios of the people that NASA just selected, and there were engineers in there and scientists and, and medical doctors. And I'm like, wow, you know, I could do that. So maybe this is within the realm of possibility. You know? uh-huh. And that changed everything. But before, if you asked me in high school what I was going to be, when I grew up, I would have said, I was always into the STEM fields, you know, um, I would have said maybe engineer, I might have said physician, but I never would have said astronaut. No. And then when you finished undergrad, you just went like, okay, sweet, I'm gonna just go apply at NASA. Yeah, I figured I'd give it a shot. Anyway, you just applied? That's <clears throat> how you just turned in your resume? Yeah, you, back in back in the old days, uh, you know, you, you actually uh, filled out a, a form on paper. What? Yeah, to yeah. become an astronaut, you fill a form out on paper? Not anymore, now it's all online. But, but, but back in... <laughs> Back in the old days, it was a stand. It's the SF one seventy one A form, which is the 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 form, uh, the standard form for federal employment. Oh wow! So it's the same thing you fill out if you want to like work for the postal service. Uh All right, it's just in block nine instead of writing like postal carrier, you write astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) You just send it in, and that's that. And so I resolved at that moment when I realized that it was possible. I resolved to at least apply. Because the only way the only way it can never happen is if, you, if don't you don't apply. Apply, right? Right, right. And so, how long did it take to hear back? Well, so I had I had to wait till I met the basic minimum criteria. I wasn't quite there yet. I needed at least a master's degree and, and two years related work experience. So I tried to convince them that that having a master's degree and being a TA was for, the, for what's TA the was like enough. Yeah, it was the experience. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and and they um, and and to my surprise, I didn't get rejected immediately like I, I made it through the first like preliminary round which was a big victory you big know deal. yeah so i didn't get an interview or anything but at least i got that far and um and then the next time i already had my phd i was done with my graduate studies oh. and i was kind of legit at that point and then uh i got all the way down for an interview and and i got it which still <laughs> surprised the hell out of me <laughs> that's great but yeah how does the training work because i mean you spent almost a decade right before you even go to space I hear like, in terms of how meticulous it is, you work the day of launch, like, you know, the time you wake up, the breakfast you eat, like every little detail is already, like you've already done it so many times. And I mean, it's similar to athletics, right? Yep. Like we, we practice the same plays over and over and over, over, over again. So that once you get to game day, it's, it's easy. And you know, coach Dante says it all the time, like practice should be Tough harder up. than game day. Right. So I'd imagine something where, you know, muscle memory, once you actually get to launch day, you know, I've already done it. A thousand times yeah man it, it's it's very it's very similar in fact i was using a lot of sports analogies when i was giving today i give a lecture in my um intro to human spaceflight class uh all about training 
and and it's a lot like training for sports and and the in the importance of training and the learning curve effect and the muscle memory that the become things becoming automatic instead of things you have to focus on and i was just i was describing it to them as like you know my son in little league they teach him like to throw a ball they teach him okay scarecrow <laughs> and they put his arms out like this and then skateboard and he turns sideways and then throw you know and follow through and he has to think about each of those steps and then we see like you know aaron judge throwing from right field he doesn't think scarecrow skateboard no. right, <laughs> he, right, right. he just does it it becomes automatic and that's the same thing for you know so just like sports it's the same thing for space flight where you train over and over and then and then operating the vehicle becomes automatic and something you don't have to focus on you could use those brain cells to, to do other things and and but the closest thing to a sports analogy is doing a spacewalk that's definitely because that's that's by far and away the most physical aspect uh, of aspect of the job yeah. to train that you guys do that underwater Correct. Right. Space, like a lot of all of the space simulation stuff is underwater. I'm guessing to simulate zero gravity. No gravity yeah. yeah. Well, you know, most of the stuff we do on the like on the inside of the vehicle, uh, you don't have to train in, in underwater because it doesn't matter so much that you're floating. You just got to know like which switches to push and 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 how to change the cartridges and 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 you know and actually a lot of the control of the space station is through a laptop. Mm-hmm. So you just sit at a desk and type on a laptop, and that's training for space station. But but to do a spacewalk, it's 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 not only mentally challenging it's very physically challenging it's tough oh it's really tough i see i wouldn't have thought that yeah i wouldn't because i would have thought okay you zero gravity you're not lugging around any weight you're not holding on to anything oh uh, no yeah, yeah but um so it's like uh, the best way so the problem is the suit uh-huh. uh mm. it's a big yeah because it fights you it fights you at every at every step of the way you know because the suit is like a it's inflated it's pressurized it's like a balloon and it wants to stay just like this, like fully, like your Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon. And so just to like flex your arms or just, or just every time you, you grab something with your hands, you're fighting that pressure. And over seven and a half hours, that can be really fatiguing. Mm. And especially in the forearms, like- Say it, seven and a half hours? Yeah. Have you on a spacewalk for? <laughs> yeah. That's so I know we got a picture of one of the suits up here. Oh, hey, look at that. Is there that you? you? It's you, yeah. Me, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So do you guys do a lot of forearm exercises? Look at that, I'm, I'm practicing taking a selfie. Actually, <laughs> oh. <laughs> how do you do anything in that thing? Uh, because the gloves are so big and the you've got gl- like sausage fingers. The gloves are big and bulky. Uh, you know, you, you your 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 range of motion is highly limited, so you can't like do this. You can't raise your oh. shoulder, right? Yeah, and just so the the highest you can lift your shoulder is like is like this. So if you're you kind of get into these very unnatural body positions, and you're constantly fighting against that suit. And in the beginning, you, you, you fight it. It, it. When you get good at it, you, you get um, used to working with the suit and not, and not fighting Those it so much, it. right? Uh, and learning to live within its range of capabilities. But one way to describe it is like, and you're doing all these, you're out there doing basically mechanic work, right? You're, uh-huh. you're connecting cables and tightening bolts. So it's, the way I can describe it is kind of like doing an oil change in your car while wearing like a medieval suit of armor. <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine like how fatiguing that would get. That would be impossible. And so, again, every, everything's with the arms. They, they call it a spacewalk. It's a terrible name for it because you're not walking. It's a climb, right? right? You call it space crawl or space yeah. climb, yeah. And uh, so your arms get most fatigued, and especially right here in the forearms. Like, so it's like rock climbing when you get that, that, like, that sensation of just being done in here. It's, you get that. Do they make you do a lot of form exercises? Yeah. Okay. I used to carry one of those little um, yeah. donut, donuts, oh, no, you know. We do that a lot for football. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like throwing a football, catching a football. Mm-hmm. You, how about like hangs, like the the rock climbers? Yeah, those I, did, I did those a lot. Uh, yeah, we had so. those in, in our gym. We had these two little things you put over the... Um, we had a pretty sweet gym, by the way. I was going to ask, is it like a special astronaut training facility <laughs> that you're training at, or is it just like just a random building over at NASA? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we have a... We take a, your guys underground. There's an astronaut gym. And, and uh, it's, it's one of the best things about the job is like, so they encourage you, like you, working out is, that's work. You're on yeah, the clock, you're getting job. paid, which is it's like being a professional athlete. It's a good deal. But you don't have to really be that athletic. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> so deal. It's, like, it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we were going there and, and, and we had a pretty, we had an old facility, it was like falling apart. Uh-huh. And there's still like, like energy drinks that like some of the Gemini astronauts left in what? there. <laughs> like, like the places was, was needed to be cleaned out desperately yeah. and uh but it had a lot of character but it was like when it rained which it does sometimes in houston um the place would leak like crazy and oh. yeah, they had buckets out there catching the water on the basketball court and stuff so it was pretty bad but then we got a new one we got a new one that's pretty sweet it's sick yeah how that ner- would be hard 
Yeah, on, that'd be how so sick. Yeah, how nerve-wracking is the spacewalk itself? Because you could do all the preparation in the world, but, I mean, being in space and just watching the Earth from above for the first time, I imagine, is insane. I mean, you're strapped up and everything, so, like, probably nothing bad would happen, but... Well, I mean, I've seen like movies. Space debris is a big deal, yeah. right? If you get hit by really? like a grain of salt or whatever, going at however many miles an hour and it hits you, you're dead. That's yeah. Right. What movie is that? Gravity? Gravity. Gravity. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the interesting thing about that film is, is um, they actually got the feel and the sensation of doing a spacewalk more accurately depicted in that film than any other attempt I've ever seen. You say when you were watching it, we go, oh, yeah, I remember that. It was, it was kind of <laughs> like that. It was, like, it was like, oh, yeah. I remember that, that yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, yeah, I remember hanging out with George Clooney and uh, yeah. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I remember Sandra Bullock in her underwear coming out of the suit. Yeah, it was just like that. Yeah. Overall, overall, what would you say is like the most accurate movie at depicting space in in general, not oh, just specifically well, a spacewalk? So first of all, not that one. Not uh, gravity. Because although they although they got the look and feel, the sensation of doing a spacewalk right, and the visuals, and they used the three D. Very effectively to help. to help with that. Whereas usually it's just a gimmick. Like, oh, look out, the axe is coming right at me. Or, you know. But that, that, they actually did a good job using it to create a different world and environment mm-hmm. and, and, and showing that. But there's tons of stuff in there where they completely blow off the laws of physics. And, and there's like really blatant errors. Errors. Yeah. It's like, there's one point Sandra Bullock is like holding on to Clooney. He's flying by and she's like holding on to a tether and she grabs him and, and she's got him. But then he's like, you have to let me go. And I'm like, why do you have what, to what let you him mean? go? Yeah. What do you mean? He's not, he's not falling. Yeah. Anyway. You know, he doesn't have any weight. You did the hard thing, which was catching him. To grab him, him in the mm-hmm. first place. Now, all you have to do is, is go like this with your little tiny he'll finger. Come and he'll go back right to the airlock and you go and have lunch. Right? What, what's the big deal? And, and she's like, he's like, you have to let me go. And she's like, And my wife was like, you know, if no woman in, in her right mind. No matter what the circumstance, you never let go of George Clooney. <laughs> That's true. So it was wrong on, on many different levels. But um, the mo- to answer your question, the most accurate one is um, there's a couple that are. There. First of all, the Apollo 13 was 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 really. Oh yeah. Ex- they took great pains to get that right. In fact, the dialogue was taken straight from like the the logs. Oh, the, like the black box. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So and and all the stuff they did in there, they were really careful to get it just right. I'm working as a tech advisor now on a TV show called uh, For All Mankind, which oh, is I've good show. Good yeah, show. Yeah, you Great are, you show. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Very good. It's like if the, the like Russians like, landed on the moon and stuff. And oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's an alternate history. Like if the Russians got there first and what would happen. It's really, it's really good. Yeah. So what happens? We can't ruin it for you. Hey, come on. You got to watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Can't ruin yeah, it. Just just. Can't ruin it. But it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing. It's like what would happen if like the Russians got there and then the Americans landed. And there's like a war after. Well, right, because uh-huh. at the time it was like Cold War. Well, yeah, yeah, basically, like enemies. The space race continues. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like in, it in doesn't rea- stop there. It, with Apollo Eleven, it was that was kind of the end, and then we kind of scaled back, and the Russians scaled back, and 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 uh, so the, the 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 premise is like it doesn't end there. It keeps going, and like we keep we keep we keep investing in it. We keep like at it full bore, and what where would we be today if we would have done that? Is the fundamental question. Well, we were just getting into that conspiracy, right? Oh, we're going <laughs> to... We got all the, those. The moon landing, like... Well, we were just thinking, I'm sure there's... You have an explanation for it, but... Like, why we haven't attempted another moon landing since 72. Uh-huh. It just seems strange, and we were, we were talking about it. And did obviously we land there's, there at all? Right, did we land there at all? Was it a movie set? Is the Earth was flat? the shadows? Look, you, know what I, you know what I love about being working on this TV show where we do fake a moon landing on a soundstage in Hollywood. Okay. This looks exactly like 1969. No, what I love about it is no matter how hard we try, and we try, and by the way, we have technology now that is so much better. The stuff we can do with VFX. Oh, than in the 60s. I mean, it's incredible. Like, we're we're filming out in uh, Long Beach Airport, and it's supposed to be Houston in 1969, right? And I'm like, there's this modern office building right in the shot. They're like, don't worry. I'm like, there's there's a palm tree. (laughs) We're supposed to be in Houston. They're like, and sure enough, if you watch the show, they get rid of it all. I oh, mean, it's, wow. it, they can they can they can do so much after they're done shooting to f- to fake whatever they need yeah. to fake, and um, and they're great at it. And still, we screw it up, mm. right? There's still oh, stuff okay. in there that that some nerd, you know, didn't. Get I, I don't mean to denigrate our fan base, but but still, like, <laughs> there's like, that some nerd That's out there is like, hey, when they kicked up that moon dust, it didn't fall in a parabolic arc. Uh, in the absence of, you know, it fell more steeply because there was air 
and it wasn't really in a vacuum. And I'm like, wow. First of all, guy's got no life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be something better to do with your time. But second of all, I mean, it just shows that, that even with all this technology and millions of dollars invested in production per episode, um, we still can't fake a moon landing. We can't do it, even today. So, so like, it did happen. So, like, the, 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 the easiest way to fake it convincingly in 1969 is to fly to the moon and shoot it. <laughs> because that's going to be cheaper and easier than trying to actually fake it. Well, conspiracy theorists would say that they didn't do a good job because of, like, the shadows and then nah, the, the flag bullshit. was moving. Nah, it's all bullshit. No? Oh, the, the flag. <laughs> the the, the, the and, flag was moving. And all that. Look, look, there's that. Somebody, somebody online actually... Um, debunk that pretty effectively and you could go line by line and they can explain everything like the flag was moving uh because um there you know there was a rod in there to hold it up mm. so it's not if you, you put if you um you know the flag wouldn't flap around or or or, or it would just be kind of randomly folded if mm. you just released it and uh or on the moon with with um with one sixth the gravity of earth it would just fall down there's no wind to blow it. So it would just right. be a flag. Fall, you, you wouldn't even tell. You can tell what country it was, right? So they put a rod on there so it would st stay out. Stay and be and, and so you could see it. Yeah. And when they planted it in there, that rod is like a spring. And when and they it twisted continues it. continues vibrating. Yeah, it just continued vibrating. Mm. So it looked like it was flapping. But yeah, the, like all that stuff is totally explainable. And you could go online and find the real. I don't mean to, 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 to be um, to rain on the, on the conspiracy theory. Parade, but you, fun. So, to be honest with you uh, for a moment. The, and that. And that to joke around a little less, the the um, I used to take it as a compliment actually. Other people, people thought it was fake. Yeah, and I remember being over in the UK, okay, uh, and we're going into the houses of parliament, and some oh, yeah, crazy guy, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was fantastic. Do you know there there are bars and there are pubs? In yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's, parliament, the politicians, yeah. yeah, the politicians go there during lunch to go get their lunch. Yeah, yeah. in between oh. votes, they go get a pint. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So sick. It's like I'm like this is the way it should be. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, we need that in the White House. I don't know if you have the that in Congress. Room. Yeah, there's not no no here. Congress doesn't have that. <laughs> We're way too puritanical. The the, the uh, uh, you go in there and there's like these massive patios right on the Thames on that side of Parliament. Mm -hmm. So and there's like there's not just one pub. There's like five well, or six yeah. in there. A bunch. And you go in there and and they you know so each like of the uh, of the different parties have their favorite uh -huh. hub inside on the North Bank. Yeah. And you just go out there and and, you, and we're sitting out there having pints of beer, and good beer too, oh, with yeah. with, uh, uh, with these members of Parliament. And then the, then the bell rings and they have to go vote and like us oh, and they leave their pint <laughs> right there and then they yeah. come back you know and they're like oh is that mine okay, yeah so it was great, but anyway uh, as we're walking in there some nut job came up and started ranting about that the moon landing was a hoax and blah blah blah. Because he saw us in our NASA outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that must be quite cool to walk around in, by the way. Yeah, that's a ball. If I could move. walk around in any outfit, it'd be but like you a NASA. Are. I mean, yeah, I'm not taking this off. I'm keeping though. this on. <laughs> you can pull any chick wearing. Oh a, my a gosh, well, we'll get into that. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> what? That's, that's cap. That's all another story. Um, remind me to come back to that. But okay. But <laughs> so this guy came up, and, and back in that day, this is a long time ago, and I, I kind of took it as a compliment, you know, because oh. like landing on the moon was so incredibly difficult and technologically challenging like no there's no way that's real that 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 there are people out there that were still having a hard time wrapping their heads around yeah. it and i get that and 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 so okay well thank you for the compliment we did something so hard that you're yeah, having a hard time comprehending yeah. it but the problem is that cons this whole conspiracy theory thing has has mutated into into this really toxic thing in our society yeah now so now we've got conspiracy theories about everything. Now people are gathering in Dallas expecting JFK Jr. to show up from the dead. I saw that. And 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 it's got and, and now people it, it, and, you know, and people think that like there's microchips in the vaccine and all this crap, right? Yep. And 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 that is doing real harm. Yeah. Uh real, real harm in our society. It's 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 causing it's people are dying because of that kind of crap. So I don't really look at these conspiracy theory things. I, I used to think it was kind of funny and something to be enter entertained about, but now I th uh, now I look at it as as frankly evil. What's mm. the craziest so. one anyone's come to you with regarding space? Oh, there's the flat earth. Flat earth, yeah. 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 I mean, some people say space isn't real. Yeah, in general. Space isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> My roommate just told me that one like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Fake. Well, like as a joke, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, the Earth is not flat. Yeah, no, the clarify the earth is not flat. I, oh. I've been around it. Yeah. I flew around it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't get that at all. Ever seen anything weird in space? 
Yeah, Steve Swanson. <laughs> that guy is is one of the other astronauts. He's, uh, one of his mates. <laughs> yeah, he's freaky, man. Um, yeah, you don't want to be alone with, in a tin can with that guy too long. <laughs> That's fine. Where are you on on aliens and and the Fermi paradox? A Fermi paradox. Uh, well, okay. And so, first of all, as far to I don't want to I don't want to kickstart any more rumor or, or oh, no. conspiracy theories. But um, as far as alien life, I do think that um, it is highly probable, extremely highly probable that there are forms of life on other planets than Earth. And I think that within our lifetimes, there's a good chance we'll find it on Mars. Uh, and I don't mean like why do you think intelligent that? life, like just any form of life, microbial, microbial. Why do you think uh, that on Mars? Because huh? of the presence of water. Uh, it's, it's because it, it's it, what's been. First of all, there's very tantalizing signs that there that there have we haven't found any direct evidence, but we keep finding so, hints that it probably exists. But the presence of water, the presence of certain. Uh, chemical signatures in the soil uh, and, and other things that indicate that there's an, a high probability. And, and in fact, the, f- the fact that Mars once had a thicker atmosphere, more temperate. So the conditions were, were ripe. Um, and then, uh, and that even today, there's still liquid water in place un- underground or, and even seeping to the surface at times, highly saline, so very high salt content, but that, that exists. So when, when you look at all that, and then the other thing is, is how incredibly tenacious life is here on Earth. We keep finding it in places where we think it can't exist. We drill miles below the, the Antarctic ice cap in, into these pristine lakes, liquid water lakes that are deep underground where there's no sunlight at all, and we find life. And we, how, where, the, where are the nutrients coming from? How is it, how is it living? You know, and we find, oh, there is actually a way. Geothermal vents at the bottom so of the ocean. So there's fish living there, like uh, yeah. underwater volcanoes and stuff, right? Like right, right at the bottom of the. Well, uh, Europa's area, the other one, right? Uh, was it Jupiter's moon? Oh, Europa. Europa. Is there, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. So that one, that one also could potentially have a liquid ocean underneath. Under uh, the ice. That's the one with the big so. vents of water that fly out into the. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. So, so we keep finding like uh, life where we don't expect it to be able to to happen on this planet. I think we'll find it on Mars, and then we're two for two. Yeah, right. uh, in all in two, two just in the solar system. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, and think of how many solar systems there are in the universe. So, and if there's many the universes, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah just a, just the sheer numbers are overwhelming. Yeah. So I do think that there is uh, that we'll find it. Uh, you personally haven't seen any signs yourself when visiting space. Oh, like any kind of intelligent life or alien, yeah. anything at all. No. No. <laughs> is there some sort of NASA protocol? I'm curious, like the aliens land, you know, in New York City tomorrow <laughs> and they're like, all right, let me see your leader. Is there like some sort of protocol in place? Like, all right, this is code red. This is what we're doing. No, it, you know, first of all, if there was any kind of protocol, probably Department of Defense and not yeah. and not NASA. But but no, no, I don't think I think that's that's deemed such a um, unlikely event that nobody's got any oh, contingency really? plans for it. Is there any contingency in place for if you come I mean, come in on, contact we can't, with We anything? can't even handle a pandemic. How the heck are we going to handle a bunch of aliens coming down? We would handle that very poorly. Is there anything in place for if you uh, come into contact with something when you're in space? If you come Ooh. into contact with something? Yeah. That's I mean, um, well, so there Somewhere. was, there were protocols in place for Apollo because one thing we didn't know was it, it potentially if there was some kind of life you know, that was somehow li- or, 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 or something uh, in the regolith mm-hmm. that could be a- adverse to our health. Uh, and, and, and there was a fear that, hey, if we come back, they could bring that with them. In terms of some sort of some kind of bacteria, or maybe yeah, yeah, something yeah. that was that was something that could be activated from this from uh, that ex- the soil. Um, and you can't bring it back to Earth. So, yeah, yeah. well, well, they well, they um what they did was they put them into quarantine, just like we do for mm. uh, COVID, say. right? So, so they came back, and, and if you remember, like President Nixon was out there on the deck of the aircraft Shaking carrier, hands. the Hornet, yeah. and he, he he couldn't shake hands because they were inside like an Airstream trailer, oh, wow. right? Mm. And he's like waving at them through the little window, <laughs> and they're like, "Hi, Mr. President," but they're like, they, they're, it was kind of awkward, uh, and um, so so they kept them in there for a while before, and they did, and they sent some docs in there with them, and they did a, a workup, and then they said, "Yeah, there's nothing going on," and they let them out. That's crazy. That's insane. Well, <laughs> they kept doing that for a couple Apollo missions, right? It wasn't just like a one and done thing. No, no. I, I don't know if they ever completely ended it, to be honest. I'm not sure. Um, 
I know, I know for certain they did it on Apollo 11. I think they kept doing it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they ever ended it or when. But, yeah. But they didn't do it for shuttle. I went out to the bar uh, the night I came back. On both missions. Uh, the, that same the, night? The same yeah. night we came back. And the first time was after my long duration mission. Okay. And I had to, I had to convince them that I was okay to do this. To go out and do uh, Convince uh, who? NASA? I had to convince the, the flight surgeons in NASA to let me. Because normally. Oh, really? So look, so here's at the US, and this is, I'm circling back to the question I never answered. Yep. It, ah, there we go. Women. <laughs> Women <what? laughs> International. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no. That's another one. But ah. uh, <laughs> no, I'm circling back to the, how do you recover? What's it like? Okay, and, yeah, yeah. and, um, uh, and so uh, when, when, when usually when you, when you come back, there's a lot of things that your, your body is kind of all messed up. So your vestibular system is all messed up. Because your, your inner ear that we all rely on for balance, and so your otolith organs and your semicircular canals, those don't work at all without gravity. They send garbage signals to the brain. Vision is still fine, but the brain now, so this inner ear saying you're spinning this way, that guy says I'm spinning this way, your vision says you're not spinning at all. The brain gets very confused, which like is... you feel sick? Yeah, you feel sick. You get like motion sickness for the first day or two. Uh, and, then, and then your brain sorts it out and like turns these things off. But, but then when you come home, you need those again, like to walk so and, and, in gravity. Yeah. And your brain is like, I'm, you know, I'm not trusting those things anymore. And so now you're all messed up because you, you, you're, you're, so you're walking around like a drunken sailor. You have no balance, you know? yeah. You have no balance. <laughs> and and so, you, so the rehab, when you first come back, there's a lot of, we do like ladder exercises and do like, do the icky shuffle through there the ladder. Go. And, oh, let's yeah. go, yeah. 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 <laughs> All those agility drills, we do all that. Medicine balls, I throw a medicine ball okay. at you, you, catch it and yeah. throw it back. Standing on the, um, was that the Bosu ball, the thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. I had a bad concussion when I played at Vanderbilt, and I messed up my inner vestibular. Same thing. Oh, wow. So we had to do a bunch of exercises just for that, just getting the balance sorted out. I think, uh, like, you look at, um, what do you call it? Like a, like a bullseye, and you have to, like, keep your eyes... It was like a whole like litany of, of tests just for the vestibular imbalance and all that. So I'm, sim I'm sure it's similar so to. They're seeing if your eyes track while, you, while your head moves. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, your vestibular system is responsible for basically providing the image stabilization, right? So, so as you're staring at something, as your head moves, without, your, without those organs working, that, that tracking doesn't work so well. And it's a problem for, for pilots of the space shuttle coming back because they got to land mm. and they got to track the runway. They got to look out the window and, and they're turning their heads. And they train to like try to keep their heads straight and not not swivel too much because it can have that effect. So. What is it like coming back from space, like a landing sequence, that type of thing? Because you re-enter at a very fast speed, if that's correct, right? Yeah, like you're moving. Yeah, like you're you're, knots. you're hauling. You it, it, look so out the window and see the whole United States. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and 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 actually, as you're coming down, you actually speed up because because right. it's a weird. So you do the deorbit burn, and and so you're you're in, in a circular orbit around the Earth. And the reason that you're stable and, and staying there is that the speed at it's which you're traveling enough. is just enough to, so the centrifugal force perfectly balances the force of gravity. So it's kind of like a, a kid's model airplane on a string mm -hmm. that's spinning around spinning like around. this. If you cut the string, the airplane would just fly off, right? But, the, and, but instead of the string with tension in it, it's the, it's the force of gravity that's, pr that's doing the same thing and forcing you to move in a circle. So that's, that's what... So all you have to do to come home is slow down a little bit. And then once you slow down a little bit, then then gravity wins and you start coming back down. But the weird thing is once you slow down, you slow down a little bit, but then you speed up because what's happening is you've changed your circular orbit to an elliptical orbit with a, a perigee, the, the low part of the orbit that's inside the atmosphere. And as you dive down towards that perigee, speed up. you speed up just like um, like a marble circling a drain. That's not in a circle, but is as it gets closer to the drain, it speeds up and then it slingshots out, and then it speeds up and slings. It's just like that. So as you as you you slow down, but then you speed up, and that's actually when you hit your highest velocity, you get up to Mach 25, 25 times the speed of sound, and also um, you're lower as well as faster. So when you look out the window, the sensation of speed is much greater than when you're when you're you, when you're up high when you're up high you're like you're doing a spacewalk you look down you see seattle <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later you look down and like oh there's new york uh and, and but you don't get that same sensation of speed when you're low and even faster 
and you look out the window, it's just flying by. Like the ground is just speeding on by, and it's a whole different sensation. I've heard it's weird as well when you start the orb, uh, the um, coming back from orbit. There's no sound either, but then it becomes incredibly loud when you hit the atmosphere because you hit all the uh, you hit all the air. At least that's what uh, the guy Phillips. Felix Bumgarner found out. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but he was outside. This is true. <laughs> he didn't have a nice spaceship to come down in. If you have a nice space shuttle... Um, uh, is it quiet in there? It's, well, I think when you're in an airplane, that's even reasonably it's, loud. It's noisy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that you hear the engines when you're, when you're inside. What you hear is all the machinery. So, like, you're, you have fans blowing air through your suit. Uh, you got pumps and stuff, and, and all the stuff just... It's like a lot of white noise. It's like an air, a loud air conditioning system. Is takeoff the opposite of that? Can you hear all the oh, engines? Oh, takeoff is... Yeah, it's, la- it's real loud. What's and, that and, like? and it shakes. Uh, the, the shaking and the noise, it's it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been on a motion simulator ride, it's kind of like that. But the G-forces you feel are, are, are different. Are insane. Yeah. Those, the, it gets up to about three Gs. But which, just straight up. But and straight up and 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 <laughs> and and and, 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 it, and it stays there. The, the weird thing about so, when we fly like in in T thirty eights and we're practicing, we're pulling G's in, in in aerobatic airplanes. We'll pull a lot more in three. We can pull six, seven, eight. Yeah. But just for a few seconds, right? You three do a loop. Is, you pull back. Yeah. You do a loop, and and as you come over the top, you're pushing the stick forward. You're letting that G go. So it only lasts a couple seconds. But when you're filling the three G's in the shuttle, it goes on for minutes. Wow. And that's what's really weird about it, the fact that it just it keeps going. Because um, you're not doing it from turning or pulling. You're doing it from Sorry. the force, the thrust of the engines. That's what's causing it. Going back to that bar scene, I'm curious. That night you come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> are, so you're ordering a drink, and like our girl's just coming up to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an astronaut. And they're like, yeah, right. And you're like, yeah, I literally just got back 95 days. Well, I just for, got back from space. Yeah, I just today. got back from yeah, space. it's nothing. For, first of all, and, and that there, I think there were a few... Uh, uh, people that came in uh, and mixed in, but for the most part, it was our group. So oh, we had, we had, and we had a pretty big group, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of like our own private little party, even though it was we were in a bar right there in Cape Canaveral called Fish Lips. By the even way, even then, though you should be the man on campus, right? You're the astronaut. That's true. Yeah, but you know, I'm married, man. I got. Oh, yeah. Were you married at the time? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know you were married at the time. I was. I was. Okay. But the one cool thing about that night was I had Joe Torre's World Series ring. What? How'd you get that? He gave it to me. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, from the year 2000, because we flew in 2010. And so he gave me his ring from, from the World Series 2000 because it was a 10-year anniversary. Take it to space. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How cool is that? And so I'm wearing that thing in the bar. So that, that got me a lot more attention <laughs> yeah. than, than being an astronaut. I was like, oh. I got a World I'm, Series ring? Because you you've seen those, right? They're huge. Yeah, they're and massive. I, and my, on my hand, it was like ridiculously yeah, yeah, massive. And, and uh, so flashing that thing actually got me a lot more attention than the whole astronaut thing. Big play. But so the story I was going to tell you mm. while we're on the topic, I was once with a buddy of mine from, from undergrad college, and we were hanging out in a bar in Alexandria, Virginia. And we're just having a couple of beers sitting up at the bar, just the two of us, in, in my younger days, before I was married. And, and, uh, and two lovely ladies came up. Oh, go crazy. And, <laughs> uh, and this guy, this guy I went to college with, he went on, he, he went to law school he then worked for a New York law firm. Then he worked for the SEC. And then he, then he changed completely, and he got a job uh, with the FBI. Oh, wow. So these, these ladies come up, and they're like, uh, they start saying hello, you know, and we're sitting there. Because my buddy, he's a good-looking guy. It wasn't me. It was, uh, it was <laughs> you're being too modest. Oh, uh, come on. I had more hair back <laughs> then, but still. You're giving too much credit, I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they came up, and they were talking. And, and, they, and, and so after a little small talk, they said, oh, so what do you do? And my buddy says, well... I'm a special agent with the FBI. <laughs> and they were like, wow. Yeah, I've heard this one before. International, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where this is going, right? And, 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 then, and then they said, yeah, right, so uh, what's your friend do? And I was like, well. <laughs> He's an astronaut, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they looked at us and they said, F you, and they like yeah, turned and they around and, yeah. <laughs> and turned their backs and left. That's and we're just tough. laughing. That seems about right, <laughs> I think about it. Yeah, nobody believes it. That's ridiculous. I, w- I wouldn't believe it. I, I would not believe like, that. It's obviously a joke. Because there's only 500 people that's ever been up space. So, like, yeah. you know. What are it the is odds? pretty unlikely. Would you ever go back? Yeah. But I got kids now, right? So Would you uh, take them with you? Yeah, if, if the circumstance was correct. So, I did, a, I did an event. I was wearing my NASA flight jacket. Uh-huh. Kind of like you guys right now. Hey. Uh, and I was, I was looking all cool. And, and um, I came home. Uh, my, this is when my son was, like, five or so. And... He sees me come and goes, Dad, 
did you just come back from space? <laughs> and I said, no, no. Um, just grabbing milk. I was just uh, giving a talk, you know. <laughs> and and he's like, uh, and I said, besides, you know, um, and I, um, if I if I go again, it's it will go as a family. Yeah, wow. we'll do this together. That might be a thing in the near future, right? Maybe like Mars. SpaceX in, are doing. Yeah. Blue Origin, uh, Virgin. Yeah. Virgin Galactic. Oh, what's next for uh, SpaceX? You're still working with them, right? Oh, but by the way, but my at the time my okay. son my, my son said so. He says, uh, oh, that "Was nice. that it? Whoa! Is that a first pitch? That no, that's not a first pitch. That is me pretending I'm Derek Jeter uh, at shortstop in uh, at the time it was Minute Maid Park. You got the technique in in Houston. It looks good. Yeah, you like it. I like did, did you play baseball? Uh, Little League. Little League? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was a wrestler in, in high school and college. Nice. Oh, nice. But uh, anyways, he turns to me, he goes, well, Dad, he goes, but Dad, I don't have a blue jacket. <laughs> and so I said, don't oh, worry. that's so cute. Don't worry. Well, we, we go to gift shop. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix that. I love that. Yeah. Mo touched on it. Once, once you were done with NASA, you moved over to SpaceX. Yeah. Which is cool. Now you're with Big Elon. Mm-hmm. The man's a legend. <laughs> like I was just telling my friend, I think he's the most influential person alive, and probably in the last, I mean, century. Well, people are still trying to figure him out. But what's going on with SpaceX? A lot of people think that he's. I'm still trying, trying to figure. Out. I used to have a I used to have a Monday meeting with him every week. And really, uh, yeah, he's my boss, and 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 I still can't can't quite figure him out. <laughs> you gotta tell us like how how is he like as a person? Because some people think he's like weird or socially awkward. Obviously, he has his quirks. Yeah. I mean, genius, of course, but he is super smart. Technically, the the thing that impresses me is not so much his depth in any one subject. The impressive thing about him is the the the, the, the massive breadth. breadth. Yeah, yeah, the mm. the number of subjects that he can talk about at an extremely competent high level. Like he'll he'll we'll have meetings and he'll have an esoteric discussion about some with with uh, material scientists about some crazy technique for welding some really rare alloys and then he'll turn around and have a conversation about uh you know exactly what the processing architecture should be in the electronics and he'll go back and forth and uh at the at that level of competence and i've, I've never seen anybody that i've seen people who are incredibly intelligent in their field never seen anybody that can go back and forth like Just that yeah yeah. I mean, there's Neuralink, there's the brain, which is like uh, one yeah. of the most complicated subjects. Tesla, yeah. which obviously makes Infrastructure cars. with Boring Company. Yep. Cars, yeah. I mean, it's well, freaking insane. A lot of people think Tesla is just really a battery company for storing energy. I mean, but still. Electric, rather than cars. Because some people think with SpaceX, the whole idea is that he's just going to go and mine stuff in space, right? Mm. Now, so what drives him? This I can answer. So... This I have figured out. What really drives him is um, achieving this goal of making human life multiplanetary. He's serious about that. And he tweets about it, and people think he's kidding. Yeah. He's not kidding. Uh, so I, I, let me, I'll tell you a story that kind of illustrates the way he thinks. So when I first showed up there at SpaceX, uh-huh. it was in the early days, and they 60 Minutes came in to do a piece on, on it. And I was brand new, so they trotted me out. So I was interviewed by Scott Pelley, and Elon was interviewed. And in my interview, I said, um, they asked me, why did I stop being an astronaut? I give up like this really awesome gig where you get paid to go to the gym uh, <laughs> to, to work here where you don't get paid to go to the gym, you know, and, and come to SpaceX. Oh, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Whoa. That was, that was, a, was that the early days? That was the very early days. Looks like young Elon. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, probably like 2012, I'm guessing. Looks like it was taken two weeks ago. Yeah. So, so anyway, that, uh, um, so they asked me, he asked me, why did I do that? And I said, well, if you're an, a young engineer and you had the opportunity to go work with Howard Hughes back in the day, you do it. wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And, and, uh, and Scott Pelley looked at me like a deer in the headlights. I don't think he understood uh, what that was like at the time. Yeah. But, uh, but at, that's what my answer. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh man, I just made like a major error. No. Because things didn't end that well for Howard, you know. What happened to him? Oh, he got he was like a, a, a complete nut job and at really? the end of his life. Yeah, he was a germaphobe and uh <laughs> just a, a hermit and, and like he <laughs> so grew his fingernails are like this long and oh, like wow. so you compared to Elon to this guy in jars and yeah. <laughs> and uh uh because I was, you know, thinking about Howard in his at at, at the height of his career when he created TR um 
TWA Airlines, and he, he built the Spruce Goose and the H1 and, and all these incredible airplanes, and he did some really amazing things. And so, and he built up this massive industry as well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. You know, I just compared him to that. So then um, uh, it, it took a while. It was like months later. Uh, we were in, in, at, the, at Florida for meetings with NASA about trying to get this commercial crew contract. My job was to lead the proposal team, and, and Elon came and, and he helped us present our case to, to try to get this like $2.4 billion contract, okay? And so we left the meeting, and we we're driving back to the airport to get into his jet to fly back here to L.A. Good deal. And it's just me and him in the car. I'm driving this rental car, and I got him sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> and so I said, hey, I figured this would be a good time to bring it up, right, because it's kind of private. So I said, hey, um... Hey, boss, uh, just uh, remember that time we did that thing for 60 minutes? Ha, ha, ha. And, and you remember uh, I compared you to Howard Hughes? You know, I just want you to know I was comparing you to the young, dashing, starlit dating uh, aviator Howard Hughes, not the old, decrepit, peeing in jars, germaphobe Howard Hughes. Ha, ha, ha. You know, hoping he would laugh. And he's just silent, you know. Oh, pain. And, and, and what he'll do, when you ask a oh. question... Uh, he, no matter, no matter how ridiculous, I mean, or even if you intended it as a joke, like I did, he will, he will actually give it careful consideration. He'll focus on it. And he stared out like the, the, I remember staring like forward through the windshield of the car, looking off into space, basically with this blank look on his face. I knew he was thinking about it. I'm like, uh Oh Oh, no. Yeah. So after a few minutes of that, he turns to me and he says, I don't think that's an apt comparison. Hmm. So I said, okay. Like just uh, straight face. That was a cool, yeah, yeah that was a cool ride back. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, just curious why. He said nothing in between you saying that and that. That's the first thing he said back to you? Yes. That's Jeez. weird. So, <laughs> That's so I had to ask why. Yeah. You know, I, I needed a follow up there. So I said, you know, I'm just curious, why is that? And he said, well, nothing that Howard ever did fundamentally changed the course of human history in the sense that. He built this H-1 racer, and yes, it was kind of used by Japan as a model for the Zero aircraft in World War II, but it never really, it was a one-off, it was a racer, it wasn't something that was mass-produced. He said, we don't send our cargo across the Atlantic Ocean today in giant wooden airplanes like the Spruce Goose that never fundamentally caught on. So his objection was not about like the fact that I was comparing him to this creepy old geezer. It's that he didn't change humanity, and Elon thinks that he's going to do exactly He's, that. That he's he, already done it. Yet, that if he doesn't have, you know, something, he, 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 he thinks that if he can be the one that enables us to become a multi-planetary species, then he's fundamentally altered the arc of human history, and that's what he wants to do. And that's why it's important to him. It's not about making money or, or building yachts or anything like that. That's just a means to the end. Do you think he'll do it? Yeah, I think he's got a good shot, actually. Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot is riding on Starship and how it how it does, and and if it's successful. But um, but he certainly is is doing everything he can to make that uh, our 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 future. Would you go if it was in our lifetime? To uh, Mars? To Mars? Yeah, things. Elon thinks in our yeah. lifetime people are going to be shooting off to Mars. I mean, what's the process, the right? Because like first you have to send a few people, and then like how do you start colonizing? Like. Well, give birth to the first so question, right? I, I yeah. talked I talked to him about that. That was interesting. So so the way he he, he he's very good at, at what he calls a first principles approach of thinking where he will step back and and not try to just compare it to what's been done before, but think about it from uh, what is possible by the laws of physics standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way he thought about that was yeah, initially it's gonna be a small group. Uh, uh, the first the, you know, the first goes and and more and more. And the idea is to get more and more people committed to living up there and staying, you know. And because and, the thought is that in order, what, what the, the ultimate objective is not just to plant a flag, leave some footprints, and, and skedaddle. It's to colonize, right? Right. And, and, and not only colonize, but, be, but have a self-sustaining colony, right? So if one day the ships from Earth stop coming, Whatever. they're going to be okay. Yeah. Right? Because that's the whole, the whole point is getting, it's about survival of the species, getting redundancy, because... There's been a certain number of extinction events in Earth's history. There's bound to be another one. We don't know when that's going to happen. It will happen at some point. Yeah. So, so, he, so he thinks about this like, okay, so how many people do you need? 
Mm. So say, so, okay, well, how big of a, of, a, of a city do you need such that everything you need, not everything you might want, but everything you need is, is there, you know, that you don't have to go to the big city for, for anything. So you need like a hospital with oncologists and dentists, dentists and orthopedists. You need uh, infrastructure. You need, um, a, you know, you need an electrical power system that, that can be, that can support a whole city you need that, and, and you need people that maintain it. You need a, you need pizza. Can you need pizza? Yeah. Um, you need, if you think about all those things that you need and really drill down, you know, you need, you need some kind of police force. You need, you need all these things. So, uh, you figure, well, okay, if you live in a small town, you don't have all that stuff. But if you live in a town of a couple hundred thousand people, yeah, okay, maybe you have a minor league baseball team. You don't have, you know, the Dodgers, but yeah. you at least have some sport, sports to watch. You got something that you don't have to go to the big city to see a, to see a, a professional sport, sporting uh, event. Uh, yeah, a couple hundred thousand people probably. So he figures, okay, that's what we, how many we need to have up there before they can really be self-sustaining. What's his timeline? You think, you know, years, 200 years? Before he dies, he wants to see it. No, he, he, he'll admit that he doesn't think we'll get there in his lifetime. Um, oh, he doesn't? No, because cause this is, uh, to get to that point where you have hundreds of thousands of people up there, it's going to take oh. more than his lifetime. Yeah. He, he admits that. People, he wants to put people on Mars within his lifetime. He, well, he 2030, wants to, right? He wants to see us on a trajectory towards that day. Okay. So that we're on that path. And, and that he won't live to see the end, but, but that, you know, we got a couple hundred up there and it's growing uh, and we're headed towards a big, a lot more. Ooh. You should be the leader of, of Mars. That'd be cool. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> could you become the president? What if he was like, Gary, we want you to spearhead this, uh, just rule Mars, and then, you know, you run the whole thing. I was thinking, like, if you, go, if you send people to Mars and you leave them there, like, who's the jurisdiction? What laws do you follow? You follow American law because you're Americans that got sent there, isn't it? Like maritime about the law, maritime law in space. In, in, in right now, and space station stuff, yeah, it's it's kind of like based on maritime law. There is there is a. But you're in the Earth's orbit. What about when you go to Mars? It's still, I think, it would be kind of the same unless it's claimed by a certain country, right? Uh, but if it's claimed by a corporation, uh, then right. And I, and I spoke to him about that too. His basic feeling on that was was he wants it as close to a direct democracy, one person, one vote, as possible. Okay. So kind of like the ancient Greek idea of democracy as opposed to our representative If he democracy. sent people to Mars, though, would it become like a municipality or would it become just people that are there for SpaceX? We work for SpaceX almost like employees. Uh, because what if you find something in the ground that's very valuable? No, I, I think the way he looks at it is um, <clears throat> he wants to be the transportation provider. So he kind of looks at SpaceX as kind of like the Dutch East Indies company. Uh, and somebody else is gonna like somebody else is gonna do this settlement, you know, okay. like William he Penn just the guy or whatever. Taking people to and forth. That's okay. interesting. He, okay. he provides a crew and the cargo, uh, and he gets you there. But then once you're there, you're kind of on your that's own. You do yeah, your thing. That's you. Yeah, and somebody else uh, develops the builds the city. Um, you know, comes up with the governance structure or whatever. So, isn't there like some law agreed upon by the UN or whatever that no country can claim? anything in space as there isn't like as their own yeah is, isn't it like everyone shares everything up in space does that not apply to individual corporations and people or is that just for nations I, or I th- am i completely off yeah i think that they i think you're right i think there is some kind of a international treaty but i think it, it does only apply to government so there's this gray area mm. is, is yeah. my understanding yeah but i'm not a space lawyer uh, <laughs> the, and there are space lawyers. That, that, Actually, there are space oh, lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does SpaceX have any space lawyers? In their uh, yes. <laughs> Whoa. They mostly deal with terrestrial things, but we have a, a big legal <laughs> staff that does deal with space law as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever get philosophical in the like simulation theory and stuff? In the what? Simulation theory. Oh. Um, Elon's big like, are we part of a big? It, so it, I, I haven't talked to him about it. So the thing about Elon is he will talk to you about what we're trying to do. And nothing else. And he rarely just sits there and goes off on a tangent because mm. he's focused. Like he's got, he's incredibly busy, right? So he's only got so much time to talk to you. So he's going to talk to you about what he needs to talk to you about. Yeah. And not just say like, hey, did you catch that? You know, latest, latest <laughs> you episode the of Lakers game? Succession. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do that. Like, oh, that White Lotus was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that no. was good. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. No, don't. Oh, uh, no spoilers. spoilers. So anyway, yeah, you don't really get that with him, but uh, yeah. yeah, you focus on the the business at hand. So no, no, I haven't had really that kind of chat with him. 
That's awesome. He must chat about that with a lot with other people, but but not uh, somebody. Yeah, I think yeah. he said him and his brother Kimball. They had that rule, the uh, the hot tub rule, where they can only talk about that outside of the hot tub, just because it comes up so frequently in conversations. They're <laughs> like they've assigned the hot tub as like, all right, we're gonna relax. Uh, and just like those topics off subject, I guess because like it just takes so long to like get through it, and they end up talking about it for like hours or whatever. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. never I've never been invited to the hot tub. To the hot tub? No, not yet. No. Which you know, frankly, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, what What's next, like in the immediate future with with SpaceX? What are you guys working on now? Uh, I cannot so disclose that information. <laughs> no, there's like launches nah, and stuff. Of course there is. Uh, there's tons of stuff. So the, the next thing is, is launching Crew 3 in, in, uh, um, tomorrow, I think it's supposed to happen, tomorrow night. Ooh. Oh, good luck. So the next next uh, crew launch up to the space station on, okay. on Dragon. We just brought Crew 2 home uh, on, was that, uh, when that happened, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Nice. So, no, 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 I'm sorry, that was last night. What am I talking about? It just happened last night. Everything's kind of blending together. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, last night we brought... One crew back, we're sending another crew up. But the big future of SpaceX is really all tied up in Boca Chica, Texas, where they're working on Starship. Mm. That's where all the that's where all the effort is really going. That's where that's where that's that's the future of the company. Does SpaceX have any links to Starlink? I know it's where he's Oh said. yeah. It's completely owned by SpaceX. I thought so. Yeah. He's trying to create like a, a huge satellite network. Is it a thousand satellites? Thousands. Yeah. Thousands of yeah. satellites. Oh, that's the internet. That's the Wi-Fi thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. a space-based internet. Mm. Yeah, broadband from space. Yeah. But this guy does everything. Imagine 5G and just take it and just make it like a thousand G. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it won't, it, it's not that much faster. There's a little less latency, but as far as the, the bandwidth, it's not much better than what you can get but where, where, it re, where it really helps is in, in rural areas. Um, and, because and, it's and distant, Yeah, because you can, you can get, basically, you, you can get, like, uh, high-speed internet in the Sahara Desert once, <laughs> once this thing is yeah, up. Yeah, and, like, you know, sub-Saharan Africa. Anyway. You know, like, a lot of those areas. Like the Marshall Islands. Developing like, countries, yeah. yeah these places. It's going to be that, the largest cellular provider on the earth. Yeah. Effectively. Interesting. Put T-Mobile out of business. Well, anyways, you got, you got anything else? No, that was that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> but we haven't, we haven't even talked about football. <laughs> Not at are all. you a football fan? Yeah, really. Are you a SC fan? USC football fan? Of course, I can't be. Yeah, let's go. Come on, okay, let's go. But um, what do you think about this season? Oh, don't ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you hear the news today? I, I heard the news that says no. Yeah. You guys got a free weekend. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well we tomorrow. actually, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. So we, we had like our position meetings before practice and then no one knew, like the coaches, nobody. No, no, They're like our emergency team meeting, like in the middle of our position meeting. So everyone, you know, congregates into our big team meeting room. Uh, Coach Dante comes out, tells us the news. And we kind of like had an, like a, you know, a, a good idea. A few people idea. were guessing. Yeah. A few people like, cause we've seen I, I some stuff to, on Twitter. Oh, I saw some stuff going on. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I think last there. week they had a lot of cases. And oh. uh, crazy. So they're going to reschedule the game now to... December 4th. Yeah, December 4th. Yeah. So I thought, don't they have to forfeit? Or is they, they get to so reschedule? Uh, that's what I, we thought. Well, Dante came out and said uh, in the interviews after practice that he didn't want to accept the forfeit. Because oh. that's not our mentality. Uh. Like, our mentality. I like that. That's interesting. And like, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's not how we want to go bowling. That's not bad. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. So have you, have you always been a USC fan? Or just since you've started working here? So look, I, this is all new to me. I'm just thrilled to be at a school where we have a, a good program a good. <laughs> because, like, like, you have to understand. Like, I, I went uh, undergrad. I went to University of Pennsylvania. Okay, where we're the Quakers, right? <laughs> we're the fighting Quakers. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to instill fear into yeah. the heart of the opponent when you're. A, a it's your Penn Quaker. No, we've got we. Although one we, of my best friends yeah. played at Penn, and then he transferred to Vanderbilt, where I played. Uh -huh. So I lived with him. Yeah. And now he's here. It's last year. We yeah, how about that, Penn? He won an Ivy League championship out yeah. there, actually. All right. Big, big Quake. But, well. you know, it's not but division. It's it's, it's you guys have a different. cool stadium. You might have the best stadium. The Franklin uh, Field is fantastic. Yeah, you might have the best yeah. stadium in the Ivy League. I used to love going down did you, there. Did you ever play any uh, football? I, I played uh, for my fraternity intramural. I was, oh, uh, okay. big deal. Like flag? Yeah, flag football. What, what yeah. position did you play? Uh, we, we all played everywhere. So <laughs> you played Believe it or not, I played, the, played, I played, I played offensive line sometimes. Oh, really? Try to, yeah. Did you it, take the thing was we were the wrestling house, right? So it was all. It, it, so it's not like we can had we had these like big huge guys that put on the old line. We we had to deal with the wrestlers we Your had. Your guys' so. power to weight ratio though was probably ridiculous. <laughs> power to weight was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Did you take a football with you in a space? 
I did. And, and so, can, I'm, you so, throw a, so, can you throw a spiral in space? Easy. So really? I should. So perfect I, spiral. You think uh, about it, the ball just go like this. <laughs> I should have brought a film of this, and so maybe I can get it to you. The, the, uh, so we flew in, um, my first mission was in 08, which was right out. So, so I grew up in Jersey, so NFL, I'm a big Giants fan. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, 08 was right after the first time the Giants beat right. Brady. Uh-huh. The David uh, Tyree catch. Yeah. Tyree. Yeah. So I, I reenacted the Tyree catch in space. No. No, you didn't. You have a video of this? So I played Eli, and I got one of, one of the cosmonauts played, uh, I forgot the name of the, who was the pass rusher that was in his face. I forgot who that was. But anyway, he played that guy, and he's kind of coming up, and I, and, I, and I let go, like, right as I'm being taken down. And then uh, the ball goes, because you can throw in slow motion. Because you can just like, of course you can, like this. Oh, uh, so you can get the that like that index sh- finger. Sh- there you go. You know, you get. But I'm getting, the ball doesn't come down; it just goes in a straight line. It just right? goes in a straight line. Oh, look at it right there. Yeah. So we reenacted the whole thing. Wow, that's cool. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you got to come out to a game Double sometime. Space. Have you oh, been I'd to love it? to. I, I've been to a couple. Um, okay. Yeah, with my with my with my son, but he was mostly more interested in in getting the uh, the shaved ice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. In the courtyard, that was, that was his highlight. But um, but I love watching the game; it's great. Are the how are the Giants doing this year? They're all right. Uh, you're banged up. You're, yeah, you're Saquon's you, been you're out, really right? Yeah, he's been Saquon's out. Saquon's out. Uh, Peppers is hurt. Daniel Jones is. Who's a, who's a, I'm forgetting the the wide receiver. Sterling Shepard. Nah, um, new guy that they got. Galladay. Galladay, yeah, Galladay. he's been out. Yeah, he's injured. Hurt. So yeah. it's been a rough year. But um, Kadarius Tony's hurt now as well. Yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll hopefully they'll Is turn Daniel around. Jones the guy? I think so. What do you think? You, you know better than I do. Yeah, you're a QB, Mo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, coming out, honestly, I was very skeptical. They got, I think, Gettleman, right? He's the GM. He got yeah. a lot of flack for yeah. that draft pick. I think they passed up on some dudes in that class, too, right? There was, yeah. There was some other dudes. Um, he's the type of guy no, you can not. win a Super Bowl with a really good roster around, but he's not going to win you games on, on his own. Yeah. You know? And so... You have to have a really good defense, offensive line. Mm-hmm. So you have to like you have to construct your. There's only a few guys though. There's maybe like five or six quarterbacks in the league that, regardless of their surrounding, you know, supporting cast, you know, they're they're gonna make the playoffs, right? It's Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, although he's not playing well this year, uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who else? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, of course. Uh, I mean, like. Those are the guys you're trying to hit on first round. Yeah, and I get it. it you know, Jones probably probably is not quite that caliber. But hey, at least he's vaccinated. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could play. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they'll they'll turn things around. I I I, I especially if they get a good cast around him. I think they have a shot. When he, when he um, they did that reverse where where he got the he got that first down and and took a, a pretty major the concussion. Hit. That looked well, bad. The concussion was uh, like like two weeks prior. So I don't know what they're doing. Oh oh oh. After that concussion, sending him out there, um, you know, and putting him in that position, but nonetheless, he showed a lot of a lot of guts doing yeah, that. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, 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 that uh, was impressive. Sounds good. So, all right, you were telling me about your podcast as well, right? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, so I got I got a podcast too, because you know, uh, as you do. I think I was the last guy in LA that didn't have a <laughs> podcast. Had a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So I got one now. It's called Two Funny Astronauts. Um, half of the half of the podcast. Off the show. My uh, my buddy is uh, Mike Massimino, who's another former astronaut that flew up to the Hubble a couple times, oh, and wow. um, he's a professor at Columbia actually. So, so we have a lot of rivalries. He went to Hubble, I went to space station. He went to MIT, <laughs> I went to Caltech, and I'm at SC, and he's Columbia. So now we got a lot we got a lot to argue about, but cool. uh, but we have a lot of fun, and it's a it's a it's really we have a good time. And we, it's really a comedy podcast that also has a little bit to do like, with ooh, space. Like Why can we watch it? What's that? Where can we watch it? Is you, it on oh, you can watch it uh, on all the... There it is. You can watch it on all the usual places. Um, so we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Also on YouTube, we have the video. Fantastic. We both, we both uh, based on our, our, our looks, we're, we're better off uh, <laughs> listening and not watching, but uh, got good faces for radio. But... Uh, How's that been so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, the podcasting, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's good because you just... You just, just, it's just yeah, like you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, it's so much chilling, fun. Yeah, kicking it. It's like you too. I mean, I can yeah. see you guys have a lot of fun oh, doing we this. Kick it. I like yeah. how you guys have a, like a laid back atmosphere. You that guys looks are just, good. Yeah. What do you guys talk about? Just like you, it's like space, but like in a funny context. Actually, our last three episodes were all about baseball. Oh no way! What? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, awesome. with, with October, we figured it'd be a good time. Yeah, of course, yeah. World Series. 
Yeah. Uh, and you guys have guests on, or is it just you two always? We have guests. Uh, we had um, Bill Nye, the science guy, came on. What? We oh, had no a, a, way. Other, other former astronauts have been on. Uh, and we definitely want to increase the number of guests uh, going forward. So Yeah. yeah. That's insane. I gotta, yeah, I got to check it out. Awesome. Uh, do, does it have a social media account or anything like that? It anything does, although although really mostly we post the stuff on our individual social media accounts. So makes sense. I'll tell the viewers at home where they can find you. Thank you. It, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> my Twitter and Instagram handles are. This is embarrassing, but it's uh, Astro underscore G underscore Dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of, like, I got. I like it. No, look, I'm, I'm, I love it. Look, I set up the Twitter account when Twitter was first a thing. I love uh-huh. it. And we thought, I thought this will never amount to anything. I'll make up. I'll make up some ridiculous. G dog. So it was like a nickname that my family gave me. So I just, I'll just use that. G dog. G dog. Yeah, like that'll never come back. That's to a haunt great me. nickname. <laughs> I love that. G-dog. That's a great nickname. What G dog? I love that. <laughs> With two G's. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Astro underscore G underscore dog. Uh, on on Twitter and and uh, Instagram and um, I'm following that Facebook account. is I'm on there and whatnot. And you also just see all this, but you can go to www.garrettreisman.com and you can find links to all this Everything. stuff, awesome. including movie reviews where I talk about oh, gravity and, and 2001. People and, love that stuff. Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. and Estella. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. I've heard a lot. That was really cool. Honestly, yeah. Oh, my, my pleasure. It was time. fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Any, look, you want to come anytime. You want to come over to the I'll, I'll bring my outfit. Please. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's you want to come over in your outfit, please. And, <laughs> and please come come to a game. I think we got uh, what, BYU, we got and BYU, UCLA, UCLA home. and Cal at home now as well. Oh, Cal's home Cal too is now. now at home. Cal's, Cal's so home. our next three games are home. Oh, that's sweet. That's what I said earlier. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's I do it. That. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate it, Professor. Thanks again. Awesome. My pleasure.